We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is NFL time, baby. If you're listening to this on the day the podcast came out, the NFL starts today, and we are so excited to talk all things football. We're going to go division by division, breaking things down, telling you how we think the NFL season is going to play out. Plus, our own Joe is drafting a fantasy league tonight, and we're going to help him with that. Uh, we are going to do our best to sabotage him or to make him great. One of those things. We got all that. Plus, we've got our garage beers of the week. So come on up the driveway, pull out your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for garage beer. And welcome on in to the Garage Beers Podcast, a special NFL-themed preview Garage Beers Podcast, as it is football time. It is NFL football time in Cleveland, and we are so excited uh, to break down what's going to happen, uh, what's going on around the world of the NFL and all that. Uh, so with you, as always, here on the Garage Beers Podcast, I am Michael Keefe. You can find me on Twitter at Garage Beers Mike. Uh, and I've got my two cohorts with me tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun with this one. Over on the east side of Cleveland, at Garage Beers Chad on Twitter, it is Chad Meyer. What's going on, Chad? Guys, our most hated person in sports was at it again recently. Bryson DeChambeau? Oh, no. Bryson DeChambeau. What did he do? I didn't hear this. <laughs> what a punk. Posted a picture. Okay, so apparently they went to the uh, a course for the tour championship. Uh and he posted a picture of uh, the golden retriever. This course has like a golden retriever there. 
name's Trigger, right? And he goes, uh, and he posted it with the caption, this dog was here back when I won uh, at this, the U.S. Amateur Championship at this course. Well, joke's on you, Bryson DeChambitch. That dog was born in 2017. Okay. All right. We're, so we're picking at straws here, Chad. We're picking at straws on the Bryson hate on this one. <laughs> no. No. I'm just going to find any reason to hate him. I'm with you. I agree. I think that's fair. Are you good with that, okay. Joe? Yeah. And speaking of Joe, while Chad's over there just fuming about Bryson DeChambeau talking about a dog, down in Nashville, Tennessee, our boy Joey Whalen at Garage Beers Joe on Twitter. What's up, Joe? Got ice in my veins. About ready to do my third draft in two days. And I got the number one overall pick. So, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a league with some uh, work people. Um, it's a 14-person league, so incredibly deep. There is, uh, I think, like like four bench spots. So it's it's pretty intense. Like you have to kind of Jeez. be spot on, and there's not a lot of room for injury wow. or COVID issues. So uh, hopefully, you get people that stay healthy. I won it last year, so I'm a returning champ, and I somehow get the number one overall pick because of that. So return uh, of the Mac. Well, obviously, you know who you're taking first overall. Yes, Michael Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Ray Caruth is still there. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, All right. Let's bring up murders. Well, yeah. What do you want to say? Yeah, Plaxico Burris? Shoot is yourself that... in the leg. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going to happen on the podcast tonight is as we go and we break down this upcoming NFL season, uh, you were going to hear a chime that comes in. And when that comes on, it's going to be time for Joe's pick. And we're going to get together and try to help Joe make his pick. And he is free to listen to us or, you know, obviously to, to not do that. Yeah. Which either one could go <laughs> your way. Uh, so before we get into all that, though, as always, we have got Garage Beers of the Week time. Uh, and I'm excited about mine. So I'm going to lead us off because it's NFL Preview Week. And so I had to get a beer that fit the theme. And in Cleveland, we have a beer that fits that theme it is a delicious Kolsch-style ale made by Great Lakes Brewing, brewed oh. in honor of Iron Man, Joe <laughs> Thomas. I don't even remember what this beer is called. I think it's just the 73. It's just, yeah, it's just 73 Kolsch. 73 Kolsch, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Joe Thomas's face all up on the can, brown and orange. It is beautiful. And so uh, in honor of the NFL starting, I have broken out the 73 Kolsch in order in honor of Joe Thomas. And it's it's nice. It's a nice beer. I, again, I'm not usually like the Kolsch style kind of guy, but it's got some body to it, a little bit of flavor to it, and it's delicious. So sending one out for Joe Thomas. Let us know when you want to be on the podcast, Joe. Yeah, 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 Joe. Just uh, get back to me if you're listening, okay? It looks like Chad's ready to go next. So, Chad, what, what is were... your garage? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. I should have waited until you're done. I was going to say, I thought you were going to do Bud Light. In, in memory of the freezers, of the fridges. No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We do not want to remember those. <laughs> uh, well, guys. What's your garage I, beer, Chad? Uh, I went with an oldie but a goodie. Uh, you know, these are, you know how everybody, like, has their go-to. Like, if you have, like, a, you know, Miller Lite or, you know, like, oh, I just, I love Bud Light. You know, like, that's just your go-to. Uh, unless you want to try something different. Well, my go-to beers nowadays are usually Sam Adams beers. 
So I'm breaking out the Oktoberfest from Sam yeah. Adams. Oh, reliable. Uh, it is, yeah, it's, it's a reliable one. Delicious. Oh, reliable. A, a little bit of fall spices to it. You know, it's um, mm. right on my tongue a little bit. And it's also in honor of one of my favorite weekends of the year that didn't happen this year was Oktoberfest over there at the Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds, which is just a time every year. So, uh, yeah, breaking out Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Delicious beer. That's a good one. I, I heard recently that the, uh, again, I like the pumpkin, pretty much everything. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I'm into the pumpkin stuff. Uh, I've heard their, their pumpkin ale is really good, so I'm, I have not tried it, but I guess that would be one to try. But you went with the Oktoberfest, which is always great. Sign of, of cooler weather and football and all that. So again, you're sticking with the theme. We're talking football today and, and a good Oktoberfest by Sam Adams. Joe, what is your garage beer tonight down in Nashville? Well, funny you ask, because it's a beer. Uh, <laughs> well, we we would hope we would hope we would hope is that's uh, a useful from, start from Nashville. I got Little Harpeth Brewing. Uh, their Chicken Scratch American Pilsner. It's got like a little Ooh. chicken crossing the road right there. Uh, super good, just like a good like uh, you know kind of your basic Pilsner, but it's got a lot of flavor to it. Uh, pretty pretty light color. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I feel like nowadays the can art is just as important as the taste now. Like it's just as big of a selling point for beer. I'm telling you, when, like, uh, so I ran down to to Simone's uh, this evening, and Chad, you've been there, and there's just a yeah. ton of beers there. Right. And I'm telling you, it's I find myself just whichever which can looks like the one that's going to be the most fun to drink, <laughs> and I'm going to roll with yeah. that one until right. I read it, and it's like, oh, this is a raspberry sour, and I'm like, no, nah, I got to put that down, but. <laughs> I know I was between this and a pink lemonade shandy today and I was like I don't know if I want to do the pink lemonade right now so Joe what was the brewery was that that was from Little Harpeth Little Harpeth Brewery Sam Adams and Great Lakes make an appearance those are our garage beers of the week Uh, so cheers to you guys and cheers to the listeners out there enjoying their garage beers and so let's get excited boys let's get excited by the time this this episode comes out tomorrow morning it is the 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 day the nfl starts uh the 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 super bowl champion kansas city chiefs the houston texans going at it on thursday night to kick off the season and right like for real yeah i think a lot of people i think a lot of people weren't really sure that this season was going to happen i think a lot of people doubted it and it has been pretty smooth sailing so far. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got to get into the season, but I'm impressed that they've made it through camp without a ton of major issues, uh, league-wide, really. And yeah. we're going to get some football tomorrow, boys. Are you, are you – how excited are you? Oh, dude, and don't forget, it came down to the wire, too, uh, of, of guys not showing up to camp. It came down to the wire for them to make a deal as far as, you know, put protocols in place, how they're going to secure these facilities, make them safe. But, dude, I am <laughs> – I am stoked because uh, yes. tomorrow, guys, we are going to have the NFL, the NHL, the MLB, and the NBA all going on at the same time. It's never happened before in the history of sports, I think. So, uh, yeah, I am definitely excited. Yeah, it is. I, I just, uh, you know, I'm going to be glued to my TV, even though, like, whatever, Chiefs, fun to watch. Texans should be fun to watch. I'm going right. to be glued to my TV. Just cannot wait to see how the season, uh, you know, yeah. unfolds. And there's so much. There was so much movement around the league. There's so many 
players in, 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 in new cities, players with new teams, really exciting players that got drafted this year. Like, and it's just funny because without, without the, um, the publicity of that public training camp and then without obviously the preseason games, it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's starting tomorrow. It doesn't feel like the Browns have a game this Sunday, but we yeah. do. Have you, have you missed, have you missed some of the other stuff or, uh, or are you okay with just kind of it being a quiet situation and rolling into the season? Uh, well, go ahead, Joe. You look like you were ready to say, something. yeah, I was just going to say like, I feel like you got to have like some week one forgiveness. Cause I feel like preseasons, like obviously it's not like, important or meaningful games or anything there's injuries risk of injuries with sucks sucks but yeah you're gonna have some blunders i think that are gonna be pretty prevalent and costly and especially playing a team from from the brown side browns versus ravens um you gotta have i think a little little bit of grace the first week um but a bigger stone three interceptions then no grace no grace (laughs) no grace grace. (laughs) <laughs> no grace. He's, 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 this is the biggest key season for him. And, yeah. but I, yeah, but I agree. Joe. I mean, I, I think I would hope people, especially with no full camp and uh, a new coach and not no preseason to really just sort of work things out. I, I would hope people would kind of just, you know, if the Browns lose tomorrow, but they're still competitive or lose Sunday and, but they're still competitive, you know, I, I'll be okay with it, but it, it, they're going to have some things to work through. Like these first couple of weeks are going to be basically like the preseason for them. But uh, so they could have used a full camp and maybe a preseason game, but I mean, that doesn't change the excitement at all. I would just expect them to kind of be a little basic here the first couple of weeks while they work things out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm by, I mean, it would be, it's, I think it's different once you put it into perspective that every team is going through the same thing. So it's, it's very much more like college. You know, college teams don't go play a big preseason. They just have their camp. They have their scrimmage or whatever, and that's it. So, eh, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I think you could say that for the Chiefs. Like, or you could say that for the Chiefs. You could say that for, like, I don't know, the Eagles, like, who have been in the same system for a while. But it seems like the Browns, who have a new coach, who are putting in a new system, that's, are, are, that kind of need that time to put things together. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I think – you know, I don't think it's super different than any season in that you shouldn't make sweeping judgments about how your season's going to go based on how week one goes. I mean, uh, no, you can no, go no, out there and win or lose. Uh, you, you know, you could go out and blow out the Ravens week one and then win five more games the rest of the year. And, you know, week one certainly wasn't an indicator. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you could go out there and get crushed week one and finish with 10 or 11 wins. Oh. Yeah! Oh my it's goodness! It's draft time. It's with time. the first pick. The first the overall pick. What's the my what's the league goodness. called? What's what's the league called? Um, Country Road Take My Home. Oh, okay. CMC. CMC. That's what we're doing. C-M-C. You have to. You have to draft on my team i think there's a valid case for saquon barkley there but um you, you know being ppr um you gotta go cmc yeah so, i think uh i will take cmc i think uh with having uh teddy bridgewater in uh carolina there i think they're going to be a little bit more reliant on 
Yeah. Uh, maybe some of those swing passes that, uh, yeah. that I think he'll like to connect with Teddy or with Christian McCaffrey on. So yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey is the obvious choice and, uh, yeah, this is going to be fun. How much time between yeah. picks? Um, looks like it's about a minute, geez, 15 or 30. All right, so we're going to have a minute. It's a minute. Your next pick. Yeah, but it's snakes. So I'll do two picks in a row next time. Oh, so <laughs> starting off the draft, the Joey Whalen fantasy football draft is just what we're going to call it. Christian McCaffrey on the board. You can't go so wrong things, with that. So Bam. swing passes from Teddy Bridgewater to CMC. Basically the same offense they've been running the last few years with Cam. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I feel like right, I need so, a new hey. team name, though. I've been what I've been it? shaking I've been shaking Baker for the past three years nice. in this league. Yeah, but you won but, last year. You can't change your team name after you win. I know, but I I just feel like I'm the only Cleveland guy in this league. I feel like I got to have an ode to OBJ, given his recent oh um, boy transpiring. <laughs> so should we before we get into our preview? Should we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I said, like we should I talk about my, that for a minute. I just mind Shiza. There we go. <laughs> I don't. Where does every team deal with this? Like, why do I feel like it was just the Browns this year? Oh, for Christ's sake, the Indians are getting shelled now. Uh, why do I feel like it's the Browns? It's like, first of all, there's some random girl that comes out and says that Baker Mayfield did some things with her in the parking lot of the Cheesecake Factory. Now, here's some girl on who knows what on earth show is that, by the way, that she I have was no on. idea. I don't know. What in the hell is that? Click, clickbait. <laughs> Woo! That one girl's nails are as long as my leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's supposedly some rapper named Slim Danger, I guess. Oh, Slim yeah. Danger. All right. Yeah, I, I, and and who knew these like elaborate hookups that you have Was to do? Slim like, Danger, the girl that said what she said about Odell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's Slim Danger, who comes out, and she's like being all coy and talking about how she knows some athlete that's into like some real freaky stuff. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you. And then she just goes, it's Odell Beckham. And then she goes on to tell this story about how Odell Beckham was hooking up with her and basically begged her to shit on him. Uh, and <laughs> like, where does this, where is this coming from? Like, first off, who cares? <laughs> I mean, this, but at the same time, it's like when she was talking about it, if there's any truth to this, the elaborate like plans these guys have to make to have like side hookups, like, oh my gosh, she, he, he told me 24 hours before you come, don't shower, don't shower for 24 hours, don't right. wear any underwear. And then, and then, and then I want you to poop all over my chest. And, oh. <laughs> and, oh, and she said she was constipated anyway, so I, I, Odell was might have been upset. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I would do it myself, but hey, if you're into that, great. But like, I, love I don't the know. Don't, she, don't shower. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know what she was trying to accomplish with that. It's not like that. Like, it, it's not like it like ruins his his career by saying that. He's just I don't know. She's she's just trying to kink shame him. It's just kink shaming. No king shaming in 2020. Yeah. Where, who comes out with this stuff? Like, okay, even know. if that's a thing, why, why are you doing this? I really don't know. I really and don't know. Why does it have to happen like three days before the season? Yeah. Yeah. But Odell came out with a perfect response. Oh, <laughs> yeah. His Instagram post. 
Yeah, Odell said something. What did he say? He was like, "When I've been dealing with this shit," or and but he was like, "Shit." Yeah. You know, he said you can't. He said you can't take me off my. He said you can't take me off my pivot, no matter what shit's thrown at me. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what shit's thrown at me. <laughs> and Miles Garrett like comments on it, just laughing his ass off with the turd emoji. Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah. So, and, and the other thing before we get into our preview, that's the other thing that dropped today that I think we should spend a minute on uh, sure. while we're talking Browns. But uh, Mary Kay um, and Cleveland.com. Uh, released a story today. She got an exclusive interview with Miles Garrett. And again, Miles doesn't do a lot of interviews. He's not a big talkative kind of guy. Where basically uh, he came out and said that he contemplated retiring from mm -hmm. football after the situation that happened because yeah. it really made him think about the kind of person he is and, you know, <laughs> is football good for him and good for his mental state and all that stuff. And like, would that be the most Browns thing ever? Oh God! Yeah. Oh God! Is, yeah. This guy is poised to go down as just one, probably one of your best players ever, assuming he can stay healthy and all that. Right. And, and would it be the most Browns thing ever for him to like get called when he allegedly got called and respond to that in a violent way, and then be like, you know what? I don't like this. I don't like what the game of football does to me. <laughs> so I'm out. Like yeah. what? What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, say I like, first of all, miles, I know you're listening. So uh, out there in, in Westwood, so thank you for not retiring. Thank you for not retiring because uh, we need you pal. And you know, it, you know, after, after an incident like that, because especially last year he did, you know, he did tend to lose his cool uh, a little bit last year. So I'm sure he was real uh, introspective. And, you know, after that, you know, being suspended for the last six, six games of the season, uh, but luckily he, for, you know, fortunately for Browns, uh, the Browns and the Browns fans, he decided to come out and, uh, come back and, you know, uh, got paid for it, got rewarded for it. So, yeah, we're glad he came back. I, they could have paid yeah. him more. I'd have been cool with it. Uh, because yeah, we need him. So yeah, pretty interesting article though. And I would encourage anybody that's listening to this to go read it. Just look up Mary Kay. Uh, she posted it on her uh, on her Twitter, and it's on Cleveland.com and all that. But uh, a really good article, a really good interview, uh, really well written by Mary Kay, and um, uh, yeah, a really interesting piece. And and really, kind of you don't think about it in the situation. You think it's football, it's a it's a it's an athletic event, and you don't think about maybe something like the mental uh, the mental toll that that can take. Something like that on a player like Miles Garrett. Uh, yeah. who's got the whole world in front of him. So really interesting yeah. and, uh, and well done and well done by both Miles Garrett and Mary Kay to just be, to come out and, and be honest and truthful about the situation. So, yeah, I mean, it's almost weird. Like the split personalities he has, he's just such a softy off the field. Like he writes poetry, he pets dogs. He, 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 he I don't know. He, he, he likes, he he's, into, he's, he's into Dragon Ball Z. You know, he's just like a, like a sensitive little gentle giant off the field. But like on the field, he's like, ah, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. It's draft time. Let's go. Let's go. Who's there? Who's there? Okay. What, run, um, what running backs are there? Whew, I, so I'm at 28th and 29th. Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Juju, Odell. It's Cortland, a PPR, Sutton. right? PPR. I think I'm going to go back to back wide receiver. If I want a running back right here, I'm going to have to stretch and like kind of pick the keeper. No. Okay. So who is the, who, what running backs are there? Yeah. The next best running back is David Johnson. 
Ooh. Who else? Ooh. James Conner, Melvin Gordon, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Le'Veon Bell, Cream. I'd get a because you have the back to backs. My advice to you would be to get another running back there. Maybe Jonathan Taylor because I think he's going to get a ton of playing time in Indianapolis. Or DJ. Uh, I think DJ is going to have a huge year this year. He's good DJ. in PPR leagues too. Yeah, DJ David Johnson. David Johnson. David Johnson. But there's still. I think we're going to do. I think we do Adam Thielen. Uh, yeah. Amari Cooper and Adam Thielen. You're good doing that? Okay. Which okay. No, he's asking Amari Cooper or Adam Thielen. Oh, oh. Um, gosh, I would go Adam Thielen. I would go... PPR, I would think a little heavier on Thielen. Okay. But I, yeah. think it's a, I think it's a toss-up. I want to take you guys in this one. I did draft him in another league. I think it's a toss-up. So yeah. if we go running back, we're skipping over some... Decent wide receivers. Yeah, but I think but you're gonna there's have better wide receivers that are still going to be around at your next pick, and I think running backs yeah. are going right. to be toast. I agree. Well, yeah, so, to, and that's the thing. Running backs in fantasy are so paper thin. So obviously James Conner would back. be sweet if he can stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking David either Johnson. David Johnson or Melvin Gordon. I, I would go David Johnson. I, I, think I, vote, you. I think I vote David Johnson over Melvin Gordon too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like uh, running in the – well, I guess yeah, whatever. You know what? Yeah, David Johnson. Bam. I think David Johnson in go. the third round is a decent pick. Yeah, right. Especially I just think, in a fourth. I think by the time it, Sorry. I think by the time it wraps <laughs> around to you again, I think those guys are all gone. And now you're looking at like yeah, some way off the wall running backs. Right. Yeah, like you're right. You're looking at Marlon Mack, who I hate. Patrick Mahomes right, went what... in the first round in this draft because it's so deep. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, and and running backs in fantasy, like I said, are so paper thin. But the wide receivers are so deep. So, yeah, did you yeah. go Adam so Thielen we got, with that second? So pick? we got Christian McCaffrey, Adam Thielen, and David Johnson, and that's yep. a good start. That's a good start to a fourteen team league. Start. That's a good start. A real good go start. Now, next next one's when it gets fun. Next, I, yeah. I think I can go wide receiver then flex. Uh, whoever okay. just is best available after that. Yeah, depends on who's there, though. But yeah, the tight ends yeah. I feel like are deeper than they've been in most years. Yeah, well, you've got the top two. You got Kelsey and Kittle, who are probably already gone. Yeah, but you and got um, Mark, Andrews, Mark Andrews, Sackers. They're all like really Austin high picks. Hooper, so usually there's a lot of space. I think in like the later rounds, I've been noticing where you still yeah. get decent tight end ones. You know who I really like? I really like Hayden Hurst. In Atlanta this year. Yeah, me too. I, I, I really, really think he's going to eat in Atlanta this year. A bunch. There we go. But, but uh, yeah. All right. Now, what we are so excited to do, we're going to do a little division by division NFL rundown as we are on the eve or the day of, if you're listening to it, of the NFL season starting. And uh, and then we're going to spend a little bit of time in the AFC North. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to see. We're going to see what we feel about our brownies. And, and how things are stacking up against them in the North this year. But before we get to the Browns and the AFC North, we're just going to kind of really quickly just fly through the rest of the divisions uh, and, and talk about how we feel about that division and how we think that division is going to uh, to wind up. So, uh, Chad, start with me on this one. Let's start out in the NFC West, sure. which is a phenomenal division. You've got uh, the, the 49ers that were in the Super Bowl last year. The Seahawks were a playoff team. Uh, the, the Rams were nine and seven and they, you know, people talk about the Rams, like they were a bad team last year. They were nine and seven and a team that is 
really getting a lot of talk as being one of the most improved teams in football, the Arizona Cardinals with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, uh, you know, they're out in that division too. So just kind of give me your thoughts on the NFC West and how you see that shaping up. Oh boy. So I'll start with the Cardinals. I mean, uh, there's probably one of, if not the biggest transaction next to Tom Brady, this offseason was uh, their acquisition of DeAndre Hopkins, trading him to the Houston Texans or trading David Johnson to the Houston Texans to get DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, so with him, that uh, coach Kingsbury has the tools that he needs to bring that air raid offense, that Texas tech air raid offense to Arizona. So they're going to score a lot of points. It's really going to depend on what they do defensively, uh, what's going to matter to their success. Rams went all in last year. Didn't work out. Jared Goff showed some struggles, but they still went nine and seven. So it's not like everything is bad there, but uh, they still have some problems to fix. You know, uh, Todd Gurley is gone now. So they have uh, some unknowns at running back, uh, but they still got a decent receiving core. And then they got the 49ers who have a great defense. I mean, Boy, the impact that Nick Bosa made last year on that defensive line was just uh, was just incredible. Um, you know, but it, it, on the other side, it's just uh, you don't know. You don't know if that offense can have the same year that they did last year because they're not. Who's on that offense? Right, right. <laughs> right. George Kittle former, and friends. For yeah, former Brown. <laughs> yeah, for, former Brown. Raheem Mustard, Mustard, that's, and, that's not and it. yeah. That's not but it. Most, 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 most certs. Lanolin? Is it Lanolin? Lanolin. Yeah. Like you said, it's just, it's just George Kittle and friends. So I don't know if they can have the same offense they did last year, but, and then there's the Seahawks. Like seems like a, it seems like a great team that flies under the radar every year. So I think it goes Seahawks. Oh, wait, so, oh God. Well, I forgot to mention the acquisition of Jamal Adams. So that defense is, uh, coming right, rising right back up in the ranks. So I think the Seahawks win that division, 49ers, Cardinals, and then Rams. I like it. The only thing that I would say is I think, I think the Niners <laughs> might be on a crash course for maybe a, 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 maybe not as good of a season. And I think the Cardinals could jump the 49ers and, and come in second in that division. But I think you could have – I think you also could have four teams in that division battling for playoff spots. I think it's a really good division. So – uh, so Chad's got the Seahawks winning. I agree with that. Uh, oh! All right. So here we are. Here we are. We're here we in picks right uh, 56 and 57. We have oh my God. Oh my God. Kareem Hunt, Terry McLaurin, T.Y. Hilton, Jarvis Landry, Ooh. DJ Chark, DeAndre Swift, um, and actually I'm not even going to look past that. Cause I think my next two players are in there. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got a tight end and quarterback? I'm not even going to touch those. I might go okay, one more round before I touch those. Okay. I um, love Terry McLaurin. Why? Because he is going to be the weapon in that offense and they're going to do everything they can to get him the ball. I would, I would, I, I'm, I'm steering clear of him for this year, but uh, for the same to... reason, I love DJ Chark. <sighs> Listen, there's are... something to be said, right? It's hard to draft players like from the Bucks or from the Chiefs, even unless it's unless it's Travis Kelsey, because one week Tyreek Hill will have ten catches for two hundred yards, and then the next so I'm week on the clock. Two catches. I'm think I was thinking uh, either T.Y. Hilton or Jarvis Landry. T.Y. is their number one receiver in, with Philip Rivers. Jarvis is a workhorse of the Browns passing game. I, I wouldn't be opposed to Jarvis. I, I wouldn't think Jarvis. Jarvis either. Um, my second pick, 
I think in DeAndre Swift, because that's what the Lions have needed for years is a running game so Matt Stafford can actually throw the ball without getting vertebrae knocked out. Adrian Peterson. Yeah. All right. Well, let me uh, let me just. I mean, that is this. a committee like that. That's a that's a Patriots yeah. committee there between Carry On yeah. Johnson, DeAndre Swift, and and Peterson now. And now Adrian Peterson. All right. So we got Jarvis yeah. drafted. So maybe I do take Terry McLaurin. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I just Why don't not? know enough about Why not? him. I like Terry well, McLaurin. And again, here, here's he, my drawback the other thing with is he Terry already McLaurin. has chemistry with his quarterback. Here's my drawback with Terry McLaurin. Yes, he does have chemistry with Haskins, but you are also banking on his development this year. You know, because don't forget, I mean, yeah, he did have chemistry, but they also had a great offensive line there at Ohio State. Yeah, and I know, Joe, I know in your league, DJ Chark did some good things for you last year too, though. And they yeah. don't have anybody left on that team i think just because of the depth i need to have i should probably have a third decent uh oh no terry mccorn's wide receiver huh. are you thinking running mm-hmm. back yeah i think running, running backs back. are out there deandre swift antonio gibson singletary montgomery oh do not draft david montgomery no Ooh. i'm not gonna draft singletary Ooh. either he's on thin rope yeah i, I don't i don't like any of those options oh. ty hilton or terry mclaurin Terry McLaurin. I'm I'm up in the air on, oh. on either one because I like what I like actually, what you said about Philip Rivers. Actually, flip a coin. Yeah, I'm gonna do <laughs> Ty. Go for it. There you go. That was your there you go. instinct. Boom. That's my gut. Okay. So so just a quick recap. I, I think I got a squad right now. Running backs one and two: Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson. Wide receivers: Adam Thielen, Jarvis Landry, Ty Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I think next, if we have a top tier receiver running back, well, second tier running back, I'll take that, and then probably I'll go tight end there. So stay yeah. tuned another half an hour from now when I draft yeah, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, let's talk real quick about the NFC South. You've got obviously the Tom Brady Buccaneers, which is just going to be the craziest thing to watch after watching him for twenty years with uh, 20 plus years with the Patriots. Uh, You've got a lot of motion. You've got Teddy Bridgewater leaving the Saints, going to the Panthers. Uh, The Panthers losing Cam Newton and Luke Kuechly. Uh, And then you got the Falcons who uh, they get Todd Gurley and uh, uh, they always look good on paper. Uh, How do you think that NFC South is going to play out? Obviously the most interesting team in this division is going to be the Bucks. Everyone's going to have their eyes glued to them. Um, you know, I think Tom Brady is a phenomenal player, one of the best ever plays position. Uh, but, you know, you just don't know until, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you just don't know how that team's going to work out, how their chemistry is going to look. Um, you know, news broke today that Mike Evans, uh, or maybe broke the other day, he hurt his hamstring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they might not be going with him. Um, um, their first game on Sunday. So, you know, it'll just be interesting how he builds around a team that also has like good star power too, um, which he's yeah. not necessarily used to um, because they just throw anyone in the wide receiver position in New England. But uh, I think overall, in the vision, I think the Saints are just kind of the powerhouse. I think they'll continue their dominance. They'll probably finish in that 13 to 3, 12 and 4 range. The Falcons are uh, 
going to be consistent this year. I don't think they have enough to overtake the Bucks or the Saints unless Matt Ryan goes 500 against those teams. And while I love Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey in um, what's it called Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. It's just not a specific Carolina. I was like, I was like, North no, South. It's just Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> yes, welcome to our sports podcast. I know all the NFL teams almost. Um, they're just, you know, they're located. They're not going to have an incredible record. I think that they'll be fun to watch in some aspects, but you lose Luke Kuechly, you lose Greg Olson, Cam Noon. There's not enough uh, uh, people filling the holes in there. So I think the Saints take it pretty easily. The Bucks. And Falcons will kind of be vying for that second place spot, and then the Panthers will be pretty low. It's my two hottest takes. My two hottest takes, I think, in football, all come in the NFC South. One, I don't really buy the Bucks. As soon as Tom Brady said he was signing there, everybody was like, "Print the Super Bowl T-shirts." Here come the Buccaneers, and I'm like, dude, you're taking Tom Brady out of a system he was in for 21 years, putting him in a different system, and just thinking it's going to work for a team that was okay last year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not necessarily buying it. One thing that will improve with the Bucs, they turned the ball over a boatload last year. They're probably not going to turn the ball over a boatload this year. That should equate to more wins for them. But I'm not really buying them being a powerhouse uh, just because Tom Brady went there, even though I think he's incredible. I also think this is a year that the Falcons will, will, will pop up. So I, I, think, I think the Falcons, uh, they got to be good every once in a while with all the talent they just maintain on that team. I think the Falcons can come up and win that division and surprise everybody. Chad, let's head up to the NFC Norte and talk about some bad football teams. You've got the Vikings who uh, made, you know, obviously they added Yannick Ngakwe. uh, So defensively they've made some additions, but you're still talking about uh, a team that lost Stephon Diggs. You're still talking about Kirk Cousins, uh, who is your main, main uh, uh, quarterback threat. Um, so, uh, you got Adrian Peterson in the NFC North now in Detroit. You've got Mitch Trubisky doing things for the bears, uh, as he prepares to yeah. coach the men or Cardinals, as you said, and, That's right. and then you got, you got, obviously you got Aaron Rodgers and the green Bay Packers. So what, what are your thoughts on the NFC North? Well, unfortunately my bears aren't going to be very good defensively. They're awesome. They're still going to be very good. That's not the reason they're not going to be very I'm good. Sorry. Who's bears? Uh, my bears. Uh, your Oh, your bears. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, offensively, they just don't have the quarterback play that's going – or the running game that's going to be able to put any points on the board. They struggled last year mightily, and I don't see that changing this year. Yeah, uh, again, because so, Mentor Mitch is not, uh, is not a good quarterback. Unless there's some miraculous turnaround, I think they bring up the rear of this division. Then next after that, I think you've got the Lions. And for God's sakes, how many years have they gone without a running game? And, and, and it's still that way. Uh, you know, they're, they're trying to do it with DeAndre Swift, who's a really good running back out of Georgia. And I don't know. I just feel bad for Matt Stafford year in and year out because he is such an underrated, incredible quarterback. Uh, he just can't stay healthy behind that horrid offensive line. I, I don't see them. I see them being better than the Bears, but I see them being third in that division. Second, I think you've got the Vikings. Uh, you know, the Vikings are a, a good, a good team. You know, they lost some key yeah. pieces, <laughs> key, key pieces, especially the team in the end. Like, oh yeah, they're 
a good team. I mean, yeah, they're a good team, but they're, I, I wouldn't call them an elite team. I mean, of course, Dalvin Cook is a workhorse and a stud. Yes. But Kirk, but Kirk Cousins is a bipolar quarterback. I mean, one, one week he will throw for 398 yards and four touchdowns, and the next week he'll throw for 102 yards and four picks. Four interceptions, so it, yeah. It, yeah, so you just don't think that, uh, you know, the, Mr. You like that is, uh, I don't know, is Mr. <laughs> I don't know, is Mr. I don't know about it. So I think they, uh, you know, but losing Stefan Diggs is going to be tough. Yeah, Ngakwe's nice on defense, but, you know, again, losing key pieces in uh, Xavier Rhodes and Everson Griffin and uh, yeah. and Linval Joseph is not going to be good for them. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, uh, yeah, it takes you to the Packers. Second. And takes me to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to be great. The uh, going to be Aaron Rodgers. He seems to make everybody better around him. And then uh, the big P, the big key for them this year is how, can they stop the run? They lost to the uh, 49ers last year after giving up like 300 some yards on the ground. So that's going to be their big key this year is keying on the stopping on the run. But Packers win the NFC North. But they got Christian Kirksey now. Do you think before every Packers game, the video board's going to be like, Pack check. <laughs> Pack check. And then it's going to be him just playing drums. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> he's just on a drum set, just banging it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we got, well, we, we've got the favorites in the division so far. The, the Chad picked the Seahawks in the West. Joe picked the Saints in the South. Packers in the North from Chad. And then Joe, let's bring you back in on the NFC East where you've got Man, some more teams that are just going to struggle. And, and, and of all that, you know, I just can't see the Packers going 8-8 uh, eight and eight or something like that. Oh! oh. Ah, we're back. I'm on the clock. On the clock. Okay. I'm going to wait one more round for tight ends and quarterbacks. We're in Ooh, wow. end okay. of six, start of seven. There's plenty of right. options still there. People are drafting Aaron so Rodgers and Harrison Brucker. I have two. Wait, I need a running back. Wait, a kicker? Um, <laughs> yeah, a kicker's been taken already. That's um, awful. Great for me. J.K. Dobbins, Matt Breida, Jordan Howard, James White, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. I Ooh. am a Matt Breida stan right now. I'm a Matt Breida stan. I think yeah? he's going to get some looks in Miami. Oh, Jordan Howard is the top back in that offense, though. In what? No. I mean, yeah. you have Jordan Howard and Matt Burita. What about J.K. Dobbins? Uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, they they released their depth chart for week one. J.K. Dobbins is number four on the depth chart. Yeah, I think he's going to play a primary role eventually, but... Not yet. Okay. Uh, but Jordan Howard is, is the top of the depth chart in, 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 in Miami right now. I, I mean, he's like not Jordan sexy. Howard. And, and Matt not- remember, it's a PPR league, and Matt Burita has always been a good PPR back. Sure. Uh, I mean, right, I got to pick one now. So I'm going Matt Breida. And I That's think I mean. out of the wide receivers left, Sterling Shepard, Marvin cool. Jones Jr., cool. Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson, um, Christian Kirk. I'm Ooh, I like thinking, Christian Kirk the best out of those. Ooh, Christian Kirk. Yeah, I like Christian Kirk. Kirk. Where, where did Brandon Cooks go again? Houston. He's in Houston. But he's, I don't like Brandon Cooks. I, don't I was going to say Marvin Jones or Christian Kirk. I hate they're gonna spread the They're going to spread the hell out of that ball in, in Arizona. So I say Christian Kirk. 
right. I agree. And plus the looks that he's going to get defensively when teams are trying to cover uh, uh, Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk's going to get some pretty good looks, single coverage type deals. So I, I like Christian Kirk. All right. So we have Matt Burita selected, Christian Kirk selected. I got two of my four bench spots filled. We're going to go uh, either double tight end next round or tight end quarterback. I like Boom. Matt Breida. I love, I love Matt Breida flex. Matt Breida. I'm into that. I got T.Y. Hilton as my flex. Well, all right. Well, but yeah, fine. Matt Breida is my backup saying. running back. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Look yeah, he's Mike's a backup face, anyways. Okay. Look on Mike's face. is like, meh, meh, <laughs> meh. All right, Joe. So let's bring it back in to finish off the NFC. We're going to bring it to the NFC East. Um, again, another one of those divisions, kind of like the NFC North. Uh, I just don't think there's a team as good as the Packers, at, at least right now in the NFC East. This is a, a, a division that I feel like nine and seven could win the division, which it did last year. The Philadelphia Eagles won the division at nine and seven last year. Uh, so obviously you got the Cowboys with the hype train as they always have with Dak and Zeke and Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb now, and just a whole bunch of good football players. Um, uh, the Eagles, uh, again, just going to be completely dependent on Carson Wentz, I'm sure, especially now that they don't have Nick Foles backing him up. Uh, and then you've got the other two teams. So, Joe, what are your thoughts on the NFC East and how that's going to play out? I mean, really the only exciting team is the Cowboys. I think the Eagles are like the fun, like spoiler team that's thrown into the mix. But realistically, the Eagles are going to struggle to get more than six wins. I think this year. I, I just think they are. Wow. Uh, they they don't have a strong enough uh, skill position core, and I think that injury is just such a bug. And I don't know why, but every year they have a lot of uh, their skill positions quarterbacks go down. Carson Wentz. Um, so I. I think that Dallas is going to win this pretty easily. I think that he needs to absolutely dominate the division to be um, paid what he wants to get paid um, and recognized by the Cowboys and extended for a long time that division because you can't have what you had last year. And I don't even know what their final record was, but wasn't eight like eight. Nine, eight and eight. You yep. can't be going eight and eight in the NFC East. Like it is an awful division. Like he needs to be dumb this year. The Cowboys have a ton of potential. They're like the Indians every time in the playoffs. They have like decent offense, decent defense, and then they just look like they're lost in playoff games. Um, I think the Washington football team is kind of like the old Browns when you get like, like you're excited for players like Josh Cribbs or like Trent Richardson that like could have been like really cool. Well, Josh Cribbs is great, but um, well, right. players that like are exciting, but the team of the whole is just going to be horrid. Uh, and then the giants are going to be in a similar boat, but I think Daniel Johnson's going to have somewhat of a breakout year. I don't think he's going to be like MVP or anything like that, or leader in quarterback statistics, but I think he's going to play really well in his week division. And I think that um, probably the giants and the Eagles are going to be uh, pretty neck and neck here. So, yeah, uh, I thought, man, the Eagles. Your Eagles take is surprising to me because they were nine and seven and won the division last year, and they they still have a lot of good players. But yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think this is finally the year the Cowboys should run away with it, and they probably will. So, uh, so in the NFC again, as things sit, your four division winners: uh, Seahawks, Saints, Packers, Cowboys in the NFC. So, guys, just real quick, 
what team do you think comes out of the NFC? And you can include teams that you think are wildcard teams, but what team do you think comes out of the NFC and represents that uh, uh, conference in the Super Bowl? I'm thinking uh, Seattle. I wow. think um, I think the the kind of glamorous pick is going to be somebody from the South. Um, but I think Seattle's Seattle's going to have a defense that's going to turn elite this year. I think that they are, um, aside from the Saints, probably the most veteran team in that conference that's consistently good every year. So I, I think it's, for me, it's kind of a no-brainer. I think Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. Chad? That's, 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 that was actually going to be my pick, <laughs> Joe. But I'm not it's gonna, allowed to be. It's allowed to be your pick. Uh, but, you know, for, for the – for the sake of show debate, uh, I'm I'm gonna go, I, I, I'm gonna go Saints. I'm gonna go Saints. Uh, yeah. I know that's I know that's the typical pick, but here, but it, it's just one of those things. I think this year the Saints get, <laughs> don't they deserve it? Get the break that they need. It's, it's I was it's gonna just, say, don't they deserve it? Yeah, they they just, lose. They lose to Minnesota on that last second play in the playoffs. Yeah. They lose to the Rams on the bullshit right. missed pass interference. Like the Saints deserve it. Right. Uh, the only way I think I, I kind of favor the Seahawks, but I feel like unless they play the Packers, because I think the Seahawks will always be jinxed against the Packers because of the time that Matt Hasselbeck in the playoffs won the coin toss and he screamed, We're gonna win and we're gonna or yeah. we're we'll take the ball we're and we're gonna score. score. And then like yeah. the next play he threw a pick six and it ended the game. And it was, was amazing. amazing. So <laughs> I feel like if it's Seahawks Packers in the playoffs, the Packers will advance, but I, I tend to favor the Seahawks as well. So Chad, let's bring it on over to the AFC and let's go to the home of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas city chiefs, the AFC West and um, interesting year for the West. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you've got teams like the chargers that were bad last year and then kind of got worse. And are kind of rebuilding. Uh, you've got a team like the Broncos that seem like they're kind of going for it now. They bring in Melvin Gordon. They bring in Jerry Judy. Uh, good players uh, coming in for the Broncos. Raiders were close, 7-9 and nine last year. They brought in a whole bunch of talent, uh, including Henry Ruggs, another first-round uh, Alabama wide receiver. But obviously the cream of the crop, the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey and, and all of them. How, how are you feeling about the AFC West? I mean, really, it's just a matter of who's going to finish second, third, and fourth in this division uh, because it's obviously going to be the Chiefs. Uh, I, I mean, nothing has really changed with them. They were able to sign their elite talent, like in Chris Jones, to some massive extensions. Uh, they were able to sign Travis Kelsey to a massive extension. So, uh, oh, and, Patrick and obviously, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes with, oh, what is that? Yeah, half a billion dollar contract. <laughs> no Jeez big deal. Christ. No, no big deal. But uh, yeah, the Chiefs are definitely going to win this division. Uh, you know, I think second, coming in second is going to be the Raiders. Uh, you know, I have uh, John Gruden is is starting to get his personnel in there. Uh, I think he is keeping up with the times now. He's, he's adapting his system to the current NFL. I think they have some young, exciting players there. Uh, and, and I think he is going to bring that team in to second place uh you know oh i, I forget um you know don't forget i i they, they have a much improved secondary drafting the likes yes. of damon arnett uh and you know so i think that's where they finish uh what am i looking at the broncos yeah they do have some exciting players on offense 
but you know, I, I don't trust that defense now, especially with Von Miller gone for the year. Yeah. They just lost. Yeah, they just lost a, a heartbeat. They just lost a heartbeat of that defense. Yeah. Which is him. So, um, yeah. And uh, so I think the Broncos finish in third. I think it'll be a tight race for second and third. I sh- I sh- I'll say that the Raiders and Broncos will be interchangeable second and third. And then you got the Chargers, uh, kind of kind of rebuilding, but not really. I mean, obviously Joey Bose is a stud on that defensive line, but Melvin Ingram wants out because of contract issues. Uh, Melvin Gordon is out of there now. Now they have, you know, a, a, a three running backs there. Eckler is good, but they, they're going to have to figure that out. It's going to be a timeshare. And then, you know, Terod Taylor is uh, okay. I mean, he's not, he's, he's going to hold and, over. He's a guy. He, yeah. you know, he's, he's a guy. A guy. Uh, you know, Keenan Allen should be able to help him out a little bit, but I just don't see them uh, being better than the Raiders or Broncos this year. So that's where I look at it at the AFC West. Yeah, listen, the 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 Chiefs uh, again. As long as you got Pat, and for, you forgot the other extension, Andy Reid. Uh, they just yeah. gave a big extension too as well. Uh, the Chiefs uh, still, um, I think, are going to have some work to do. I know they had a pretty good defense last year, but I think again, their offense was their best defense. Uh, but you know, with Patrick Mahomes, uh, behind center, good luck stopping, uh, the Kansas city chiefs. So, uh, it's their division to lose and we'll see, you know, again, it's, it's hard to repeat as either a super bowl champion or division champion. It's hard to do that. You don't, you see it a lot of turnover, uh, uh, when it comes to that stuff. Uh, but I think the chiefs are set up to, to, to run that table for years and years to come. So Joe, let us head to the land of things like Texans and Titans and Colts uh, and, and, and Jaguars. The and Texans let's go to the up, AFC. The Texans were up, what, like 28 to 7 on the Chiefs at halftime last year in that AFC championship game? Yeah. Ugh, no, anyway, Titans. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, let's go to the AFC South uh, where you live. Let's bring it to where you live. Let's Joe. do it. In Nashville, home of the Titans, and let's talk about the AFC South and how you're feeling for um, for what's going on there. Because I, that's my other hot take is in the AFC South. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel like I got one too. I feel like, again, like the, um, I guess like the favorite pick would be the Texans to win the division, but I kind of think that the Texans, I I love Deshaun Watson. I just don't understand why they traded deandre hopkins i think they're going to be a little lost at figuring out what's going on with that receiver committee over there um their defense is incredibly suspect Uh, i think they'll score a lot of points but i don't know if they will be able to be blowing out teams uh so they kind of worry me a bit i think the titans are interesting i'm not sure if they would necessarily win the division outright um, I think they are, I've said this before, I think they're probably one of the best coached teams in the league. Um, but that doesn't uh, make up for the lack of talent at quarterback. Um, uh, you know, they lost some pretty key pieces in the past year, um, like Drell Casey. They lost um, Logan Ryan on their defensive yep. side. So it'll be interesting to see um, how their defense responds because that was one of their biggest strong points into getting them to the AFC championship game last year. Uh, and then you have the Colts who kind of seem like they're going to have a pretty decent defense. And then I, I just don't see like if you're plugging in Phil Rivers, assuming that 
he's not on an incredible decline this year. He's got some, some stuff left in the tank. I don't see how he doesn't have a pretty decent season um, walking into that cold system. So uh, my kind of, oh, I'm not even going to talk about the Jaguars. They're going to suck. Yeah, they, um, they quit. <laughs> not worth my breath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they already threw in the towel. Um, but I kind of, as a sneaky pick, I think the Colts are going to win the division. Um, I, I think Woo-hoo. that the Titans the Titans have wild card potential, <clears throat> so I don't count them out of the playoffs. I just think that the Colts are going to win that division, and I don't know if the Houston Texans make the playoffs. I just that's my gut. Man, I so I love what you did because I feel the same way. I think the Colts win that division. I think Philip Rivers brings what they need, which is a quarterback, uh, and and I think you plug in. Think of the new pieces on the Colts. Jonathan yeah. Taylor is going to take over the starting role over Marlon Mack because Marlon Mack is blah. T.Y. Hilton's still a good receiver, but now you've got Michael Pittman at wide receiver. It's a, an Ohio State wide receiver core now, Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell. Um, you bring in Trey Burton to go with Jack Doyle like that and, and a phenomenal offensive line uh, with Anthony Costanzo and Quentin Nelson um, and Braden Smith. Like It's an incredible uh, offense uh, it can be an incredible turnaround for that offense. So I'm with you. I also, my other thing is I just don't, I'm, I feel like the Tom Brady hype, I'm not buying in Tampa and, and and I could be wrong. I'm also not buying the Titans hype. I, I know they went on a miraculous run in the playoffs last year, but that feels very much like lightning in a bottle and they caught it at the right time. I don't think they're oh. going to be a bad team. That's not what I'm saying. I just don't – I would not look for the Titans to be like an AFC championship team again this year. And I do – I'm with you. I like the Colts in that division. So, yeah, well, the thing, the thing is they're not sexy. That, that, that's the thing is the Titans are not a sexy team. But, they, they're, but sexy. they're just – they're just – what? Uh, have you ever seen them? Oh, very. Uh, every single one. Every <laughs> single one of them? They are. Yeah, yes, yes, that's a no. prerequisite for getting <laughs> Mike Vrabel. Have you ever seen him? Oh, he is a dreamboat. I will say that. Uh, I agree. But not, but Titans are not a sexy <laughs> team, but I think they're going to be right there in the end. But yeah, I, I you know, Colts, Colts are, are, are a surprise pick to win the division. Oh my God. Oh! We're back on the clock. <laughs> on the All right. clock. I think I am going to go tight end quarterback here. Uh, had some some pretty tough, uh, takes out of quarterback. I got Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, Brian Tannehill, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins. Kind of a lot of flat. Um, I go Jared, I go Jared Goff out of Jared, Jared Goff or Jones, because they're going to be throwing a lot in those offenses. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of thinking. I don't, I would go Jared Goff or Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think Baker's poised. Baker. I think Baker's poised for a big year with a lot of touchdowns. I, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I don't know though, because that's going to be a run-first offense. That's why I don't like Baker. I feel like I can get Baker in the next round. Yeah, you can get him. Get him as your backup for sure. Tight end wise, I want to pick a tight end just because I'm down on the clock. But I I got Hayden Hurst available, and that's an easy pick. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, love it. So we're gonna take him for quarterback. Um, no. Baker's ranked 167th. Yeah, we got some time before we get down there. I feel like I can make it one more round without Baker. And maybe I'll get yeah. Daniel Jones right now. 
Baker next round with a backup tight end. There you go. And then you we'll sure call. Jones over Goff? No. Well, here's 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 the thing. That's here's my logic between for Jones is they're going to be down a lot, so they're going to be throwing a lot. So that I, doesn't I think mean it's going to be good. Really good games. Well, yeah, I think you could have some really good games out of him. All right. Yeah. My vote would be Goff. His vote is Jones. I want to go Jones on this one. You can Do go it. Goff on the way back too. I'm sure Goff will be there. I kind of want Baker, like everybody. Though. I, like I do really want Baker. Their, sounds like I'm everybody saying. else picked their quarterback. If, yeah, if you're not he take would. Baker now I would take him later. The last like five picks, quarterbacks were just gone. Yeah, that's okay though. All right, so you pick Jones. Yep. All right, so boom. Who do you? Have, who's your recap now? Like, what's the recap of your team at this point? Quarterback Daniel Jones, running backs Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, wide receivers Adam Thielen, Jarvis Landry, tight end uh, Hurst. I forget his first name. Henry Hunter Hurst. Hunter? Hayden, 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 Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Jesus. T.Y. Hilton in the flex. Matt Breida is the backup running back. Christian Kirk as the backup wide receiver. I have two bench spots left, and then defense and kicker. All right, Chad. Let's go over to the AFC East. Uh, and what a crazy division this looks like Good all of God. a sudden. Obviously, the Patriots are going to have to figure out life post-Tom Brady, uh, but let's not discount the fact that they have signed Cam Newton and he's going to start for them. And all of a sudden, you put Cam Newton into a system uh, that is probably going to get built really well for Cam Newton. I certainly wouldn't overlook the Patriots, but you got the Bills licking their chops. The Bills were a playoff team last year. With Josh Allen, they add good players. Stephon Diggs is on the Bills now. Like the Bills got better. I I don't like I don't like Sam Darnold and the Jets. But I know people are like, oh, the Jets. Eh, eh, okay. Uh, and and I like I like uh, what the Dolphins are building. They're not going to start Tua right away. Uh, but I love the coach and I like what they're building. It's going to be a real interesting division. What do you think on the AFC East? Well, I mean, the Jets' defense is going to suck. Uh, so they're going to, I think they're going to bring up the rear in that division. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm not a fan of Sam Darnold. Yeah. They have some good players, but they lost. Are you guys still there? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Jets defense sucks, especially losing Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams was the heartbeat of that defense. Uh, I don't think they're going to be very good. You know, I'm not sold on Sam Darnold. I haven't been sold on Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, and, and Le'Veon Bell is just a weird player there. Like he's just, I, I don't know. He's, he, he's good. You're a weird he's, guy, Ace. He, he is. He's a really <laughs> weird guy. Thanks, Tom. Uh, but uh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I uh, yeah, he's just a weird player there. Like I just, I don't get why he's there. You know, I, I think he's a guy that thrived in a Todd Haley system. I, I don't think he's good with the Jets. Um, so I, I think, uh, yeah, the Jets bring up the rear in that division. You know, the funny thing is the Dolphins are on their way up, you know, after yes. those the, the signings that they made in the offseason, you know, with Kyle Van Noy, Byron Jones. Um, gosh, I, his, his name is escaping me, but they just signed a really good left tackle as well. Kind of a retooled offensive line. Because the funny thing is, and you know, the funny thing is, guys, the Dolphins were supposed to tank last year and Brian Flores led them to six wins. So uh, I, I think the Dolphins are are on the up and up. I so, but I still think they finish in third. Uh, the Patriots, 
still going to have a pretty good defense, even though it's an aging one, still going to have a pretty good defense. And I think Cam, a healthy Cam Newton uh, in, in a Patriot system is, is going to thrive, uh, you know, because Josh McDaniels is just brilliant at uh, uh, adapting his systems to his quarterback. Um, so, I, but I don't think they're going to be uh, as good as they were in the past because Cam is learning in a different system outside of Carolina. Uh, the Bills, again, not the sexiest team, but they did just add they did just add um, Stephon Diggs. Uh, they finally have their number one wide receiver. It's really going to, and they have a, a an incredible defense, a phenomenal defense. Uh, but and that's what they're going to win with because I think I, I, Josh Allen isn't a guy to really put them over the edge. He's a good quarterback, but not a not a great quarterback. Uh, so I think that's really how they're going to win this division is with defense and by winning games three to two, six to three. Yeah, three to two. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so on a walk-off so, solo home run yeah a walk-off solo home run so <laughs> yeah I, I think the bills take this division uh but it wouldn't surprise me if the pats won but I, I i'm gonna pick the bills for now good i see i feel like i'm a little crazy because of everybody the way everybody's talking talking about the bills like they're like this runaway freight train all of a sudden like you sent stefan yeah. Diggs. usually the signing of one wide receiver doesn't like put you over the edge either no. I, I keep thinking in my head, like, if Cam Newton stays healthy, I think this is still the Patriots division. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think the biggest threat to that may not even be the Bills, as good as they're building up a defense and building up a team, but I think the biggest threat to the Patriots in the next, like, three years might be the Dolphins. Oh, 100%. So, so, 100%. Yeah, it's going to be – it'll be a very interesting division. Um to watch and you know it, it 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 also wouldn't be surprising if the jets came out of nowhere uh, i just doubt it that would be surprising so that brings me and us to the last division that we're going to discuss and it is the afc north the home of our cleveland browns and we're just going to kind of throw go. it around and just kind of talk around the table here oh are you watching your draft joe And we made it to round 10 and 11. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. All right, guess who's on the board for tight end still? Oh, Austin Hooper. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, Jack Doyle is still on the board. See, but Uh, why are you, why are we jonesing over two tight ends here? Well, I'm getting Austin Hooper. I'm getting two tight ends. I think this is a common mistake that a lot of, I think a common mistake a lot of teams make is, is I get that. Tight ends. I get that, but I have lost leagues. Uh, and I'm not going to let someone by like Cooper go away here. Um, and there's nobody left because this is a 14 uh, team league and we're down to like Tony Pollard and uh, oh, yeah. you know, who else we got? Is, is uh, the bake show still on the board? Bake show uh, still on the board. So I think I'm going to go uh, really Brownsy here. Austin Hooper and do Baker. it. All right. Austin Hooper. Hey, we go. Brownies. Here we go. <laughs> Did you do it? Did you lock in Hooper and the Bake Show? Hooper and the Bake Show are in. And Jarvis Landry? Right? Yeah. Didn't you draft Jarvis And Jarvis Landry? Landry. Browns yes. are going to brown. Browns are going to brown. We're going to need we're going to need your actual roster when we're done. But let's yeah. talk about the AFC North before we get to that. Um and and so we're just going to kind of chat through the teams of the AFC North and see how we're feeling. Uh and we will start with a completely revamped team down in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
who brings in uh, Ohio legend and LSU national champion Joe Burrow with their first pick. And they also wound up spending $160 million in free agency with players like DJ Reader, uh, Trey Waynes, um, you know, a lot of good players coming in for the Bengals. Um, but I don't know. What are you guys thinking about the Bengals? Uh, they were 2-14 and 14 last year. Lots of injuries. Um, not good quarterback play at all. Uh, is this a team – there's some part of me that feels like this is a team that could go from 2-14 and 14 to 8-8. Eight and eight. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, and Joey Burrow is, you know, a, a good quarterback, but he's going to have to prove that he wasn't just a flash in the pan at LSU. I, you know, I, I think he will be. I think he will be good. But, you know, I think that's something that he does have to prove because he barely played before that. And, you know, all of a sudden, LSU gets a new offensive coordinator his last year, and he just blows up. So it's really going to be how he adapts to the NFL because they have plenty of good weapons for him surrounding him. Joe Mixon, yeah. you know, is a top 10 running back in the league. You have a healthy A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd emerged last year, even in a bad season for the Bengals. You know, and, and then on the other side, on defense, you mentioned the addition. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I wouldn't be surprised to see the Bengals maybe jump up there and, and hover around 500 this year. Yeah, two think, really good corners in Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander. And don't forget, they brought in Von Bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think no way. I yeah. think, um, I think there's a lot of like hype around Joe Burrow and these additions, but. You know, it took the Browns two years to kind of like really take advantage of their new quarterback and their additions. Um, I don't see them winning more than five games this year. Okay. Right. So I, that could be a possibility too. I mean, yeah. it's it's not. Like I said, it all depends on how, how Burrow develops and adapts to the NFL. Well, I think the surprise would be what I said, if they could get up to like eight and eight, but I just don't see it out of the realm of possibility. I think it certainly would be more likely to see the Bengals uh, win five games. But again, I think, you know, as a fan of a team in the AFC North, I certainly don't look at the Bengals games the way I did last year or the year before where it's like, Oh, we should win this. I, I think it's a, I think it's a, uh, a much bigger challenge going up against the Bengals this year than it has been the past, uh, the past year or two. Um, so we'll leave Cincinnati and we'll start heading East and we'll stop in the city of Pittsburgh and we Ugh. will talk about the squealers, Ugh. the Pittsburgh squealers. Uh, and, and another, yeah. Pittsburgh at this point is such a hard team to kind of pinpoint what you think they're going to do, isn't it? Like, I don't know, like Pittsburgh could win five games. Pittsburgh could win 12 games and really anywhere in between. I don't know how to pinpoint the Steelers, uh, at all, really. So I don't know. What are you, what are you guys feeling about the Steelers? I, I mean, if they can, like, prove themselves against the Ravens and if the Browns offense is good this year, if they can prove themselves against those teams, I think they can be more towards that 12 side. But, like, you know, you got a pretty old quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. He had that uh, arm surgery that cut them out for Mosa last year. Um, so you don't know how he's going to respond to that. You have a pretty weak, uh, wide receiver. You have Juju who's, um, a good, probably second wide receiver. Um, but I, I don't think that they have the, uh, depth needed at that position to really be a, 
um, standout team. They got a, a pretty good offensive line. James Conner uh, can be a stud. Um, but I just – I don't know if they have all the pieces there to make the playoffs this year. Um, so I, I don't I don't really have, like, a super high expectation for them, honestly. <laughs> Guys, I, I – <laughs> here's the thing with the Steelers. <laughs> I love how this is starting. <laughs> as much as I hate them, and I'm from Cleveland, of course I'm going to hate all things Steelers every year, every time. But God bless it, are they the, the, the franchise that I want the Browns to be? <laughs> oh, for sure. Stabili- yeah. Stability, stability. They sign their own guys, they have an incredible culture there. I just looked it up. That's why I went off the video for a second, guys. I just looked it up. You know how many losing below 500, below 500 seasons the Steelers have had in the last 20 years? Two? One. Wow. <laughs> One below 500 season in the last – and that was back in 2003 when they went 6-10. and 10. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. That's insane. That, that, that's, the last, that's the last time they were under 500 in the last 20 years. Like, so I, I, they, they, it's just, it's one of those model franchises in the NFL that they just find ways to be good. I mean, look at the quarterback play they had last year and they ended up going nine and seven and almost made the playoffs because they have an elite defense. Eight and eight. Or eight and eight. That's what I meant. Eight but listen, I, 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 like, I'm, I agree, but I, they are one injury away from being worse than eight and eight, because I don't know that they got substantially better literally anywhere on their team. Uh, and, and so well, they didn't need to defensively, especially defensively. Well, they didn't get yeah, defensively, to. but they're not like dominant defensively anymore. They're just a good defensive team, but like Roethlisberger goes down, James Conner, how do you keep him healthy? And I don't know. I just don't look at that team and think, I think they're well coached. Uh, but you know, I think if J- they lose James Conner, and, and who knows what Roethlisberger is going to even look like coming back. Uh, because, again, that guy was winding down a little bit before he even had his injury. Who knows what he's going to look like. I don't love Juju as a number one receiver. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's – I think he's a number two receiver. Um, they brought in Deontay Johnson. He should be a pretty good player. I don't know. I just – this isn't a Pittsburgh team that is super scary uh, like they've been for almost 20 years. Uh, that just crazy, yeah. consistent, really good team. And I think, I, man, I don't know, even if they're healthy, I think like they're kind of a 500 looking, looking team. Could be, could be, you know, the thing is, you know, what really, why it hasn't looked like the same Steelers team is because they got away from Steeler football. Remember Steeler football was a grinded out running team. And ever since, you know, Todd Haley came in. They've been throwing the ball all over the place. This just has not been uh, a, a, a typical Steeler team. So if they can get back to that, I think, I think they'll be good, especially with an aging quarterback in Roethlisberger. If they can get back to running the football and, and a more of a ball control offense, I think they might do pretty well, especially with that defense. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, but, you know – if they don't, yeah, I agree. It's probably around a 500 football team. Yeah, and I think the Steelers are on a verge, on the verge of having to really figure out how to change up their team because Ben Roethlisberger ain't going to be around that much longer, and like that era parent isn't anywhere near that team. So, yeah, we'll sure. see what they do. Let's keep going east. 
And let's bring it to my – you can talk about hating the Steelers all you want. I will talk about my uh, least favorite team ever that will ever be around, the Baltimore friggin' Ravens. Oh, sure. Uh, and yeah. listen, they were 14-2 last year, and they, um, by all accounts and purposes, are going to come into this year and, um, you know, look really good. Uh, again, they've got some big losses. They lost Tony Jefferson. Uh, they lost – uh, Earl Thomas, they lost Marshall Yanda. Uh, so they've got some losses coming in. They lost Hayden Hurst, um, who we've already talked about. But again, this is a team that number one in the league in points scored last year and then number three in the league in points allowed. The, the biggest point differential in the league last year uh, and just uh, an, incredible, an incredible season, obviously led by dynamic quarterback Lamar Jackson, um, so is that a year – can the Ravens replicate what they did last year? Absolutely not. No? No, I don't think so. I think they're going to be an elite team for a long time. I think the season they had last year was just unbelievably dominant. And I think that they are probably the favorites to win this division. Um, but I don't think that they're going to have their – what was it, 14-2 and two last year? Yeah. They're not going to do that. It's not going to be that for a while. Uh, there's too many question marks with Lamar Jackson being healthy. Uh, and I just got to say, Lamar Jackson is nowhere near the top five of my top quarterbacks list. He is, until he wins some playoff games, uh, I think that's where he's really going to kind of take that next step in my mind. I think he's phenomenal during the regular season. Um, but it, I, I don't know. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, 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 where I'm, that's where I'm leaving it. That's where I'm leaving it. Uh, well, yeah, I think what it, what really has to happen for him to take that next step is he has to evolve as a passer. I mean, obviously, the what their big success came in the running game last year because you never know Lamar could tuck it and run it, or if he got pressure enough, he's uh, a, a very athletic and one of the faster quarterbacks that ever come out of the draft. So if he can evolve as a passer. And um, I just blanked. Like I told you, <laughs> and he gone. Yeah, I'm gone. Um, if he can evolve as a passer, yeah, no, that that that's that's where my big key with is because he's probably, I, I mean, he's is he faster than Michael Vick? I don't know, but he's definitely the fastest quarterback in the last bunch of years uh to, to come out so he's such a dangerous runner but he is one injury away from that team being uh, at six and ten well i hate to do that yeah i agree backup quarterback is, i agree but, but i you know i hate to do that uh their backup quarterback is rg3 uh i i i hate to do that and put that because i think we always do that with like mobile quarterbacks or whatever uh, but obviously their obvious their chances for injury are a little higher because they're outside the pocket and rolling a lot but man uh, I think Lamar Jackson is awesome. Um, I think he's got areas to improve, and I, I'm with Joe. I, you know, to say Baltimore is going to be really good again, obviously they are going to be really good again. They're very good defensively, um, and um, here's what I don't know: Mark Ingram, out of nowhere, had a phenomenal year for them last year. Yeah, I don't see yeah. that happening again. Like, you don't think, huh? I, I don't think so. That Mark Ingram's been in the league for a long time, and he he's 
he's always been pretty reliable, but he's not been like he was last year for the Ravens. Uh, I, I think a lot of things offensively went very right for the Ravens last year. And I'm not even putting this at the foot of Lamar Jackson because I think he is good. And I think he's going to be good. But like, I think a lot of stuff went very right for them that I don't know that it's all going to go so right for them again. So do I think uh, that they are probably the favorite for the division? Sure. But do I think they're going to be a 14-2 and two team and like a runaway in the division? No, I don't think so. And the reason I don't yeah. think so is not because of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's not because of the Cincinnati Burroughs. It is because of the 2020 variety of your <laughs> Cleveland Browns. All right, let's talk about the Browns. Oh, shit, the Browns are playing this Sunday. Come on. <laughs> Against the Ratbirds. Let's go. So here come come the Browns. Here come the Cleveland Browns. Kevin Stefanski. I, so here's – I was listening to this uh, or reading this, or I don't know what I was doing. But Can you read? The, you can read? The, shit, I, I have learned. The Browns go 6-10 and 10 last year, right? And, like, some of those – like – they got, they got beat good by the Houston Texans. Uh, they, was it Houston? What was our, who'd we, who'd we get beat up by? We, we lost a, we got beat pretty good by the Ravens. Uh, who else beat us up pretty good last year? The Chargers crushed us last year. We also uh, beat the Ravens last year. Yes. But here's what I'm saying. The Browns had four losses last year that were like, okay, like smokehouse. Oh, the Titans. We got smoked oh, by yeah. the Titans. We lost a, 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 we got crushed by the Ravens. We got smoked by the 49ers. And then, and then we got, it wasn't the Chargers. That was the year before. Um, right? Or was it? The, yeah, it was the year before. And then the Patriots. We got beat up pretty good by the Patriots, especially early in the game. So there's, there's four losses there that were like, okay, like, Nothing you're going to do about those losses. Nothing would have changed the fact that the Browns went in to San Francisco on Monday Night Football and just got housed. But in the other six losses, like, is there not a case to be made that, like, with, with an adult coaching the football team, that, <laughs> that there probably should have been four wins out of those six losses? Like that, with the- that Rams game? Remember when it was, like, fourth and nine and they had oh. a goddamn draw play? Oh, my God. He audible to it too. Yeah, audible to a draw. The Seahawks game, they were right in. The, uh, how do you lose to like an undrafted free agent quarterback in Denver with a team that wasn't even any good? <laughs> and you go to Denver and lose that game. Uh, oh. What else did we lose? The the second Steelers game against Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges beat the Browns last year. The Bengals at the end of the season. Beat the Browns. The, the Browns let the Cardinals walk all over them. Like, is there not a case to be made that there are yeah. six losses on last year's schedule that with, like, even a halfway decent coach are not losses? Sure. Sure. The, 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 a coach who knew what he was doing, knew how to use his talent, would have at least had, I mean, I don't know, two more wins at minimum. That's what I'm saying. I, and I'm not even counting – like, there's four games they should have lost. And then there's right. 
And then there's like, I think there's, I think three games. I think you could take three of those other six losses and be like, yeah, nah, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think so. No. I mean, what does that do for the Browns? Like the Browns all of a sudden nine and seven with, with, with competent coaching that knew what to do with Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and David Njoku and the good players right. on offense, but he didn't know what to do with any of them. No. Yeah. And I, I, you know, in a way, and I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way. I kind of like that they went six and 10 that it kind of blew up in their face last year. A little year. bit. Yeah. Because, because I, I, there's part of me that thinks that they bought into their hype a little bit last year sure and, they, they and that they didn't have to work. So I, I love that there's no real like noise around them this year. There's no real hype around them this year and, and they're concentrating on working. I love the fact that Baker didn't do too many, like, or I don't even know if he did one interview this summer because he's just concentrating on football. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think with the competent head coach, Last year, uh, yeah, sure. The, I think eight and eight, nine and seven was definitely plausible. But um, you know, I think it could have been. Th- there was a. Po- I think there was a possibility there that psychologically it, it wouldn't have been very good, uh, just because I, I, you know, of because of them buying into their own hype. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, I think offensively, uh, with with Kevin Stefanski being an offensive coach, you've got. You have got all the playmakers. You could and a yeah. drastically improved offensive line, a yeah. drastically improved mm-hmm. offensive line, and every playmaker you could ever want, right? Yeah. So offensively, mm-hmm. there should be no issues. And I think I'm hopeful that uh, the fact that you haven't been hearing Baker Mayfield, right. but instead he has just been nose to the grindstone working. Right. Uh, I think mm-hmm. you're going to see a new attitude out of him. I think that chip's going to return to his shoulder. I think that's what happened last year. He kind of lost the chip on his shoulder. Right. Yeah, he had a chip mm-hmm. coming he, out of college, and he lost it last year. Like, he just thought he was and, good. And he did way too much talking. Way, way, oh, way yeah. too much talking. So, but, um, offensively, I think. And then you got – I think you're going to have fun guys uh, to talk about. I think you're going to have, like, Harrison Bryant, who mm-hmm. – like, they were talking about him like he's going to be the steal of the draft. Yeah. Uh, Harrison mm-hmm. Bryant. Uh, he was the star of training camp. And – uh, I think that's just another element. Uh, having three uh, uh, tight ends that you just trust and you can go to, I think it's great. Obviously, defensively is where things become a little more concerning for the Browns. The defensive line is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just going to be really good. Assuming they stay healthy, they're going to be really good. The cornerbacks, uh, assuming we can get Greedy back uh, soon, the cornerbacks are going to be good. Greedy and, and Denzel Ward are going to be good. Uh, obviously the injury to Grant Delpit is a cause for major concern at the safety position, but you're still going to have uh, good players back there. Andrew Sandejo, Carl Joseph, yeah. uh, you're still going to have good players back there. Um, and then the linebacking position is certainly concerning, especially if, if, uh, yeah. if Mac Wilson is, is misses any time. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, that's the area where the Browns have to really pull through is on defense um, but I think if they can get defensive production, uh, look out. I mean, the sky really is the limit for this team. How, how, how can with all this talent it not be? Right. Well, I mean, it's the same story last year. Uh, it, with, how can with all this talent it not be? It just, I, I think they just needed structure. And I think that's what Kevin Stefanski brings. You know, I think that's, it's, I think Baker's going to thrive in this 
because he actually has some direction and he actually has someone coaching him that, and he's, he's actually kept an open mind to getting coached up. So I think that's going to prove well for these guys, because I think, you know, for as much as, for as I guess, likable as Freddie was last year, he just, he was way in over his head, but I think Stefanski is ready for this job. Um, and I think that's going to make all the difference to these players because they know what's expected of them. And they, they all kind of realize what happened last year. And they're all putting their nose, as you said, with Baker are putting their noses to this grindstone. So I think this is a, going to be a much better team uh, in terms of preparedness. And from a mental aspect, it's just going to be putting it all together and executing. So we have a, a yearly tradition, guys, in Cleveland. And it's called the who's calling the plays tradition. And we do oh, it yeah. Yeah, 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 every yeah. freaking year with the Browns, whether it's Freddie or Hugh Jackson or Todd Haley or whoever the hell was before them because there's been so many coaches, it's hard to even remember. And we're doing it again because the Browns haven't made a formal, a formal announcement on who's calling the plays, Alex Van Pelt or uh, 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 Kevin Stefanski. And, and here's my question. Does it freaking matter? Like, this doesn't matter, does it? Like, I just I hear this it. argument. I hear this argument. All, oh, Stefanski can't be the head coach and call plays. Well, a ton of head coaches call plays, and they do just fine. Uh, and Pell, I'm calling the plays. What would you say? I'm calling the plays. You're going to call the plays. Oh, because you've got yeah, the Yeah, I'm going to call the plays. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, I'm going to be tied into uh, the headset. I'm so tired of the conversation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who calls the plays. And they don't, they, don't need to they don't need to announce it. Like, it doesn't matter whether Van Pelt calls the plays or Stefanski or whatever. This fans have this thing that that's like the most important thing is we got to know who's calling the plays. Listen, on a good team, you know what happens? Multiple coaches call the plays. On a good team, Van Pelt has his input and Stefanski has his input. And they call the plays together as a team. It isn't just this like one over the other thing. I, I don't know where the fans in Cleveland have this hang up over who calls the plays. You know where they have the hang up, right? You know? Hugh Jackson? Yeah, this team's been Hugh Jacksonized. This <laughs> fan base has been Hugh Jackson. I think it's called Hugh Jacksoft. Oh, what? Well, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, and that's where it comes from, was just because this offense was just so confused under Hugh Jackson, who's going to call these plays, and now everybody's going, oh, God, this head coach just – there's this idea that the head coach just needs to be the head coach. He has so many other things to worry about, but he has – you know, the head coach is supposed to have input in everything, and that's exactly what – the fans are going to have uh, an input in everything, whether he's calling plays or not, or whether him or, it's him or Alex Van Pelt. So, yeah, uh, really, who cares as long as it works? I agree. I agree. Just go out there and call plays. All of you together, call plays. Hey, Baker Mayfield, call some plays. It's all good. Just call the right plays and play better than you did last year because last year you severely underperformed and went 6-10. and 10, And this team needs to dramatically improve this year. And I really think Baker's career depends on it. So, uh, so it should be really exciting. Uh, you know, I can't believe we are just days, mere days away uh, from Browns, Ravens, uh, kicking things off. We already played the schedule game when we had Cameron Justice on. We all had the Browns going 11-5. and five. 
Guys, has anything changed your mind on that? No. No. Nope. Nope. Sure has it. Yeah. Same. I still feel, <laughs> I still feel the same exact way about the team and, uh, uh, and we'll see what happens. So let's just uh, real quick uh, before we take off, let's break down as we did with all the other divisions, what the order of the AFC North is going to look like. Who wants to start? Joe, you want to start? Go Joe. Yeah, uh, I'll go. Yeah. Uh, I just hate it, but it's going to happen. It's going to go Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers. Whoa. Oh, not that it matters, oh, but yeah. change All a little right. shake up at the end. I'm going to Browns get a wild card spot though. All right. So Browns make the playoffs yeah. and Steelers finish in last place. Cool. Cool. Best season ever. Yeah. <laughs> Dad. Wait, wait. I thought you hate the Ravens. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be ideal if the Ravens finished third? I know, but just to see the Steelers in last place, shut up and let me enjoy it. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I think the Ravens first, as much as I hate to say it, but I think the Ravens are going to win the division again. I do think the Browns make the wild card uh, because I think this year is more about uh, this year is more about proving to themselves that they can win. So I think the Browns go around nine and seven and make the wild card, get into the divisional round of the playoffs. Um, and then the, the Bengals and the Steelers. Yeah, let's go with it. Let's rock with that, Woo! Joe. Let's rock with that. All right, here's how this division is going to finish. Steelers. Oh, so you know. Last, you know already. Last effing place, Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Mason Rudolph and his racist ass can enjoy fourth place. <laughs> Bengals, third place, team on the rise. Look out. The second place team, the Baltimore Ravens, come <gasps> back to earth after a, everything went right for us season last year. And the winners of the AFC North, Cleveland freaking Browns at 11 and 5. Wow. Yes, sir. We're, wow. we're going to do this wow. because, damn it, I want it to happen. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, so now we've said that. So we've got. Uh, we went around the horn before, and we're just going to finish this up with this. We went around the horn in the NFC. How about the AFC? Which team comes out of the AFC to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. <laughs> but it's really going to be the Chiefs. I mean, <laughs> it's really going to be the Chiefs. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's going to be the Chiefs. Yep. I'll go, Browns. I'll go, Browns. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's so improved. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, it's going to be the Chiefs. But Browns are going to have a phenomenal <laughs> year. We're going to have fun. Browns are making the playoffs this year because they've got to. Uh, but yeah, I think it's. I think it's. You know, if I'm putting money on it, it's the Chiefs. Although it's hard. Listen, making Super Bowls is not easy, and you're you're one or two injuries away, even if it's not to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, from some from something bad happening or from not being able to to succeed the way you want. So uh, I think we we were looking at maybe a Chiefs Seahawks Super Bowl, uh, but let's just put the Browns in there for fun. Let's just put the Browns in there. Browns Seahawks. Why not? Browns win by hundred. Let's bring it on home to the land. What one hundred to eighty nine? That's gonna be. It's gonna. They're they're you know. They're going to 189. They're going to 189. explode, but the Browns are just going to be that much. Better. 
All right. Yeah. So before we get out of here, that was our NFL preview. I uh, hope you had fun, as much fun as we did talking about it. Before we get out of here, recap us, Joe. We helped you with your draft. How did it finish? Let's hear your final roster. All right. Quarterback, Daniel Jones with the backup of Baker Mayfield. Uh, running backs, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson. Uh, backup running back, Matt Breida. Uh, just a reminder, there's only a four deep bench. Uh, so kind of have to pick and choose. Um, and it's a 14 person league. So right. not, not a lot of, not a lot of options. If I have a player go down, I wanted some quality players. That's why I have uh, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, one quarterback in my bench. Uh, wide receiver is Adam Thielen, Jarvis Landry. T.Y. Hilton is my flex. Nice. Christian nice. Kirk is my backup wide receiver. Oh. Uh, tight ends, Hayden Hurst, Austin Hooper. Jeez. Um, that's pretty Come solid. On. And then uh, defense, yeah. I just got the Rams. Um, kicker, Greg Zerline. So. Who gives a shit? Okay. okay. You, I yeah. can't believe people still have kickers in their fantasy leagues. It is what hey, it is. Dude, sometimes, look at look at sometimes kickers win you games, dude. No, the best thing the best thing I ever did in a fantasy league was eliminate the kicker position and add another flex, and it has been more fun than anything ever. Has been getting rid hey. of the stupid kicker position. So I recommend right. if you run All a fantasy right. league, get rid of the kicker position. It does not matter. Add another flex position, and things go haywire. Hey, 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 Mike! Don't tell me what to do. I'm gonna, gonna tell you. That. Don't tell me what to do. You know what I'm gonna tell you? What to do? I'm gonna tell you to say goodbye to everybody because that's going to do it for us our all right you guys tomorrow today if you're listening to this chiefs texans kicking off the nfl season the browns are on sunday we're going to hit you with a special episode on monday we'll be able to recap what the browns did what happened on nfl's first weekend and so much more uh but uh let us know your thoughts get over to our social media pages uh on twitter at the garage beers same thing on instagram you can also find the page at the garage beers podcast on facebook you can find us all individually at garage beers joe at garage beers chad at garage beers mike on twitter hit us up let us know what you think of the preview where we were right where we were wrong what you think and and i think we're going to put out an image if we can of joe's fantasy team we want you to rate joe's fantasy team that we picked on the episode so do that on our social media uh but uh, guys, any any last bits before we get out of here? No, no, no. Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau yeah. still a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he 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 looked at a dog today. What a jerk! What a dickhead! <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Please share it with your friends. Hit the subscribe button, and if you do us a favor and give us a rating uh, on whatever platform you're listening to, we would appreciate it. Otherwise, we will see you again next week. From all of us here at the Garage Beers Podcast, thanks for listening and cheers, everybody. Today's customers expect fast, personalized support. Intercom has the tools you need to deliver just that, efficiently, at any scale. Supercharge your team's productivity and make your customers super happy with Intercom. Learn more at intercom.com support. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.